beautiful souls the visual version of this episode is available for my patreon and vibe tribe newsletter subscribers happy watching she's an icon she's a legend and she is the moment beautiful soul unicorns no 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 nope it's stephanie the life architect oh hell no how about no 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 no. Hashtag ISN Pod. Nationwide is on your side. <laughs> Welcome to the latest episode of the I Said No podcast. I am still obsessed with nationwide still obsessed with erica campbell's daughter she is one half of mary mary and she created a child who created one of 2023's most remixed most added most plays audios to reels and posts and i just love it i love it and i heard that this girl is now filming a nationwide commercial. Cut the check, run the bag, applaud her. Applaud her. Yes, yes. Nationwide is on your side. We love it. We love it. Come on, Church Vibrato. Sad. I can't. I love it so much. In addition to, of course, the most popular one now. Surprise, surprise. Love, 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 love. Love that 2023 has been full of audios that have literally been ingrained in my brain, sleeping and thinking about surprise, surprise. it's craziness. And then the little cute girl, <laughs> yep, the little cute baby, little chocolate baby, adorable. I see her everywhere now, and she's just a chuckling, <laughs> yep, so cute, so cute. You guys need to start running them some bags, like. There needs to be some type of residuals for people who get put into like social media infamy. That's just my opinion. Anywho, welcome to the last episode of the I Said No podcast for 2023. That is right. 2023 is a wrap. Depending on when you're listening to this, it might have been a wrap already. You could be in 2024, 2025, or 2026. But today we are in mid-December. I believe there's about two weeks left to December 2023, and then we usher in the new calendar year of 2024. And I am feeling really good today despite my nasal issues. I am feeling very stuffy. I had a sneezing attack before I pressed record. Uh, my eyes were leaking, my nose was running, and I feel like my allergies are in overdrive today. I am not sick. It is definitely allergy-based because I know the difference sometimes, not all the time. So yeah, I am sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head. What's the, so you can rest medicine, NyQuil commercial. I'm a little stuffy today and I hate it. I hate when I cannot breathe through both of my nostrils. And I hate when my nose is running. Like, why? Why are we here? Why is this a thing? I took some allergy medication and I'm hoping it will help as I record this episode. I decided to also make this a visual episode because I haven't done one of those since Hype was here. 
And it's about time. And why not close out the year with a bang, right? You can hear me and those of you who are subscribed to my Patreon subscription service and those of you who are my free Vibe Tribe newsletter members, you are here with the video version, if you so choose. We all learn differently. We all retain information in a different way. Some people love the audio and then some people like to see instead of just hear. So whatever you prefer, for those of you who get down with me past social media, these are the options that are here for you today. Ah! So I'm recording at my dining room table and I do have an office that I designed nicely that has beautiful background aesthetics so that I can record in there. And I just didn't feel like it today. I didn't feel like setting any of that up. I just came out the shower. I smell delicious like coconut and vanilla. I am oiled up and hydrated. And I just felt like putting on cozy pajamas, which I do have on, and just chilling. So I poured me some black cherry sparkling water for my visual people. You see it? You know I love to drink out of my big Olivia Pope goblet. I often tell people that you shouldn't wait for special occasions, to drink out of special glasses, to pop special bottles, to wear that special outfit. I feel like my life is a special occasion. I feel like being alive is a special occasion. I feel like my presence is a gift. And even when my presence is for me, to me, by me, if I'm alone, like right now, I feel like that should be celebrated. I don't have to wait for a birthday or wait for an anniversary or something that is deemed special by other people. I am special, my time is special, my presence is special. And as such, we drink out the special goblet no matter what it is. And this is water, sparkling water, black cherry sparkling water. And I've also been tearing down these olive and cocoa sweet toasted pecans. Tore this bag down, so good, so sweet, so crunchy, a nice little pre-recording snack and here we are at the dining table doing our thing let's just get straight into today's episode right so I receive dms often and I talk back to people a lot some people say I am giving away my knowledge for free and I shouldn't and if people want to talk to me and ask my advice they should always book me and to some degree I agree but if it's a one-off and if it's something I can answer quickly and shortly I shall. I don't always think that people should have to pay for my gift every single time. If they want to go back and forth, absolutely, I will suggest that and move on accordingly. But there are times I feel like my gift is not just for pay. There are times I feel like my gift is to be given no matter what can be offered. My gift is not always a business deal. My gift is my gift that God gave me. And sometimes that means if I have the energy, if I have the time, or if I want to, I should be giving my gift out. So I compiled some of my favorite DM questions and I'm gonna share them with you today. Now keep in mind that this is the unpopular opinions episode. So I'm not going to approach this episode with niceties. I rarely do, but today I'm definitely not. Just to be very, very clear. Now some people sent me questions regarding needing advice and some people just threw topics out when I told them I was doing an unpopular opinion episode and they threw some topics out. Some of the topics are parenting, healing from family drama, Keith Lee, not Keith Lee, tone when speaking, actions over words, and one night stands. 
We will get to those bonus topics for the bonus part of this episode, for the Patreon-only bonus part. But for right now, let's get to the questions. Hi, Stephanie. How do I find peace? Where is it located? Does it even exist? Sign, life is kicking my ass. Aw, hmm, I signed life is kicking my ass. Life is kicking ass for a lot of people. You are not alone, and I'm glad that you know what phase and stage and era you're in. Yeah, life can be ass kicking at times and peace is necessary when life is kicking your ass and when it's not. Peace should be something we uh, strive for at all times. Now, you ask me how do I find peace and where is it located? Does it even exist? Yes, it does exist. How do you find it? Well, I don't think that peace is found. I think that peace is chosen. Let, Let me say that one more time. Peace is not found. Peace is chosen. It is a choice. It is a better life choice. It's not hiding under a rock somewhere. It's not misplaced. It is there, but it's not being chosen in my opinion. So you need to understand what the definition of peace is. Peace is the freedom from disturbance. It's tranquility. Peace is a state or period in which there is no war and war has ended. If you need peace, you need to make the choice to end the war. That's it. You end the war. You end the internal war. You end the external war. You choose peace. You decide that every argument and fight and moments of discord are not worth RSVPing to. You make the better life choice to say, is this, is this, is this a part of my definition of peace? Is he, she, they, them, it? Is it all aligned with my definition of peace? If it's not, you don't choose it. You choose the piece. That's it and that's all. Moving on, next question. Hi, Stephanie. I am trying to get over betrayal and everyone keeps telling me that I need to forgive and not hold a grudge. But to me, what was done to me was unforgivable. How do I move forward? Okay, so we need to really acknowledge the truth of the matter. This is, again, the Unpopular Opinions episode. Now, I know what you've been told about forgiveness, but let's dissect this a little bit. You do not need to forgive everyone to heal. Pause, take it in, breathe it in. You do not need to forgive everyone to heal. There are some things in this life that are unforgivable. There's some disrespect, some violation that is unforgivable. And in order for me to heal, I don't need to forgive you for me to do that. Tell them Stephanie, the life architect said that. Okay. Now I do believe in forgiveness a hundred percent. There is no way that I could walk on this planet being who I am, knowing what I know, not knowing the power of forgiveness. But the blanket statement that everybody deserves forgiveness, in my opinion, is inaccurate and very dangerous to spew. Again, not everything is forgivable and being angry and hurt are healthy responses to being betrayed and violated in my opinion. We act as if anger is such a bad thing. No, it's a part of the emotion wheel. Every emotion we have, happiness, sadness, they have a place in life, including anger, including anger. I am not talking about people who have anger issues and get mad over any little thing. I'm talking about people who understand that anger has a place in life. Anger is valid for valid reasons. You said they mentioned to you that you shouldn't hold a grudge. Listen to me clearly. Not forgiving someone does not mean that you are holding a grudge against them. We need to understand that those can be two separate things. It could also mean that you're taking your time to process the event and move forward without suppressing how you actually feel about what this person did to you. 
It's not about holding a grudge. I'm taking time to process and dissect. I'm taking a moment to be like, this person should not be in my orbit while I figure out how I feel about what they did and how I move forward with what they did and how I need to treat you trying to force me to move forward about what they did. That's not holding a grudge, beloved. You want to know what holding a grudge is? It's not about my process. I'm allowed to disconnect from people who violated me. And I'm allowed to process while I'm disconnected to see if I can move forward with this person in any capacity, whether it be low contact, no contact, which is estrangement, or believing that they are remorseful and repenting to me, for me, about what they did to me and should I let them back into my life again? What, what part of being angry and having a clear understanding on what boundaries you need for this person and for you moving forward so that you can heal is what people are not getting? What, what part of boundaries don't people understand? It's not holding a grudge to have boundaries. I said, no, 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 no. Let me tell you something. The body keeps score. Listen to me clearly. The body keeps score and you need to learn to respect the reality of what the mind and the body has carried and endured. Your mind, your heart, your spirit, your body, it endures things. And a lot of the times we try to push past what we have experienced to make other people comfortable because that's your mother, that's your friend. Oh, but he's in the friend group. So you not speaking to him makes us uncomfortable. No, you know what should make you uncomfortable? The disrespect that he or she gave me. The violation of my body, my finances, my mind, my heart and spirit. That's what should be making you uncomfortable. Not because we all can't go bowling anymore. Not because game nights are now different. Yeah, you're allowed to be uncomfortable that the change is here because of the violation. But I'm sorry, beloved, the change doesn't trump the violation. And if it does, I need to assess how I roll with you. Because people who try to force you into forgiveness are really saying, I'm uncomfortable and you need to make me comfortable. And I said, no. Where was that energy when this person that you knew was violating me and you said nothing? And even if you didn't know, when you found out, why is it okay with you? Because you want the dynamic to be what you want it to be? I don't give a fuck about your dynamic. I'm in pain. I'm hurting. I'm not holding a grudge. I'm processing my pain. My body has kept score. When that person comes around, when that person is named, when I hear something that reminds me, see something that reminds me, I flight, I fight, I freeze, I fawn. I have a trauma response. And even if it's not trauma, because everybody doesn't have trauma, even if it's pain and extreme discomfort, I have a visceral reaction to that motherfucker. And you should stop telling me I need to be around them all the time. I'm not talking about a simple disagreement. This person is saying, and I quote, to go back to what they said, I'm trying to get over a betrayal and everyone keeps telling me that I need to forgive and not hold with a grudge. But what was done to me was unforgivable. By this person's morals, ethics, and boundaries definition, what was done to them was unforgivable. You don't get to tell people what's unforgivable to them. My morals, ethics, boundaries, values, all of those come into play when I define What's unforgivable? What is unforgivable to me might be forgivable to you. That's your business. That's not mine. 
Only God, myself, and maybe my therapist can help me work through that. That's not your job to force forgive. That's not your job. Your job is to process what you've been through. Your job is to assess your pain so that your pain doesn't hold you back from moving forward in life with or without the person. Because life's going to move forward with or without them. So you have to decide, do you want them in your life? Now, it's holding a grudge if you decide you want them in your life and you're making them pay for it over and over again. Holding a grudge means you can't let go of the resentment and the anger towards this person or this thing. Me moving forward, I can possibly at one time release the anger and the feelings towards you. That don't mean I got to be around you. It's not a grudge to process. Holding a grudge means I never let this thing go. And this person controls me. No, I have let go of feelings and moved on from people that I don't hold a grudge against. I don't want no ill will towards you. You did what you did, but you're not my kind of people. So I'm outside without you. Always and always. Moving on, next question. Get out of here. Tell this girl she got to forgive and not hold a grudge. Do you even know the definition of the two? So many of us were taught to dismiss our actual necessary psychological processing feelings to make other people comfortable. And I said, no, take your time doing the work to actually process, not just sit there and pretend you're doing the work and not actually doing it. Take your time to root up what was done to me. Why does it make me feel that way? How did we get here and how do I move forward and do yourself a favor? If you can't do that on your own, invest in help to do so life coaching, therapy, counseling, a support group, do something that helps you actually process so that they are not right. And you are holding a grudge that you don't need to hold that only holds you back. Listen, some of y'all going to see my snot bubbles on this virtual episode. Cause I'll be hitting good points. And then my nose starts to run and I don't want to stop this recording for it. So you might see a little drip drop, a drippity drop, a drip drip. Just keep going. Okay. Pre press on with me. Press on with me in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, Stephanie, I'm a huge fan of your podcast and I wish you did weekly episodes, but I'll take what I can get. I started a pod of my own, congratulations, girl, on this year. And I hate to admit it, but I feel like my friends, one in particular, should be more supportive of it, girl. She congratulated me when it started, but now she doesn't even mention it. And I doubt she even listens anymore. I don't directly bring it up, but I indirectly refer to it and I get nothing from her. Am I wrong for wanting more support? Child, let's dissect this. So you said you started a podcast. Again, I congratulated you, but I'll do it again. This is obviously something that you felt that you had to do and you're excited that you have done it. So congratulations to you for starting your own podcast. You said you hate to admit it, but you feel like your friends, but one in particular. So you mentioned your group of friends and then you narrowed in on one in particular. So which one is it? And why does this one friend have to support you more than the other friends? Is this one friend considered a bestie and the other ones are just regular? regular friends. Like I need clarification on that because again, you threw them all in and then all of a sudden shifted it to one in particular. So why is she held to a different standard than your other friends? I need to know that. So if you're listening, I need you to follow up with that and a few other questions I have. So let's keep going. You said that you shared it with her at first and she congratulated you. So, okay. She didn't ignore that. But she doesn't mention it anymore. You doubt she even listens. You don't directly bring it up, but you indirectly refer to it. So how do you do that? Are you like, hey, girl, got to go get off the phone, got to go record my pod or 
hey, y'all, you know, I can't come to girls night out because it's pod night. I'm doing batch episodes. Is that what you mean by you don't directly bring it up, but you indirectly refer to it? And maybe she don't want to play your indirect games. If you have something to say, say it with your chest and get it out. I don't, you know, I'm the type of person, if you're going to test me on purpose, I'm going to fail every goddamn time. Every mother, every time you test me. I'm going to fail purposely every time because I don't do innuendos. I want to know what you need from me so that I can clearly state if I have the capacity to give it to you. And so maybe she's ignoring the indirectness of your referring because she don't want to play that game. And ultimately, your final question is, are you wrong for wanting more support? There's never... Never anything wrong with wanting to be supported. So that is a no for me. I don't think you're wrong for wanting support. I do think you can go about it in a better way. If you want support, you speak your needs. Like to assume that your friends should automatically be your customers is something that we really need to have a whole episode about. Friends and family should automatically be your target audience. No, 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 no. That's, that's not how this works. Friends serve different purposes in our lives. And I'm not sure when you guys started to be friends that she or they signed up to be your target audience. I'm not sure if you guys had the conversation about your new venture and how you were going to need a level of support that they have yet to give you because this is new and none of you know how to navigate that. These are the conversations that have to be had in friends and family dynamics when things change. A lot of us are disappointment and we start to breed resentment for people who don't know how to navigate the new spaces that we put them in. And we got nerve for that. We have nerve for that. They didn't ask to be here. We started the pod. We started the business. We started the OnlyFans. We put our booty and our feet online and we don't know how to navigate it, but we want them to know how to navigate it. And I don't think that's fair at all. Also, have you considered that she's not a fan of your show? Have you considered that she might not like your podcast? Does she like podcasts at all? There are some people who do not listen to podcasts. They don't, they can't get into the, the format. They don't like talk radio because podcasting is essentially talk radio. There are people who don't want talk radio. Like I said at the beginning, there are people who like to watch YouTube. They'd rather watch the episode than listen to it. They'd rather have a talk show platform than a talk radio platform. Is she someone that even messes with podcasts? And if she isn't, why would you think that yours should be any different if that's not her flavor of the month? Like, has it crossed your mind that maybe she doesn't like your audio? Has it crossed your mind that she doesn't bring it up because possibly she doesn't want to hurt your feelings because you're excited about something that she doesn't think is the bee's knees? There could be many reasons as to why she's not celebrating you the way you want to be celebrated. Have you ever thought that she thinks that congratulating you was enough because you never said what you needed from your friend in this new space? Have you ever thought that maybe she thinks she's held to a higher standard than the other friends in the group and she don't like that? The only way you'll ever find out is to stop doing this passive aggressive nonsense. Let me tell you something. I can't stand me a passive aggressive motherfucker. Mm. Remember, this is the unpopular opinions episode. And my unpopular opinion about passive aggressive people is y'all need to go kick rocks somewhere with an open toe shoe. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Again, you test me, I'm going to fail every time on purpose and don't care if you don't like it. What do you need me to do? How do you need me to do it? We've never been here before. I don't have 
directions here. I don't know what you need. Now, for all of you who have friends and family that just jump in automatically and listen and retweet and share, good for you. But I don't think it's fair to act like the opposite is not okay as well. I don't think it's fair to act like support doesn't come in in different ways, in many different ways. She could think that saying congratulations was enough. Are you the type that is consistent with anything? She could be like, oh, this is another one of her things and it's going to be here and there and gone in 20 seconds. Like, who are you to her? Who is she to you? I don't know much. I just know what you shared and I need more information to make a full assessment. But based on what you shared, baby girl, you playing games, play stupid games, get stupid prizes. I'm not here to BS you, speak your needs and stop blaming her for not knowing what you need so she can't act on what she doesn't know. Mm-mm. Nope, moving on, next question. So let's do like two more before we go into the bonus episode, shall we? Hello, mother. I am new to your audience via a powerful TikTok video regarding family estrangement. Ah, yes, that is one of my viral ones. Thank you for watching. Of course, after watching that, I did a deep dive on your social media pages and was blown away by how you deliver these taboo topics in such a digestible and confident way. Oh, thank you. That is very sweet. However, uh oh, here it comes. I came across something regarding people pleasers and personally felt attacked, LOL. I was wondering if you could elaborate on why you don't trust us, us meaning people pleasers, and call us shapeshifters, especially when you understand why we are people pleasers. Please don't take this question personal. Thank you for the work you do. First of all, I'm not going to take it personal. Thank you for being honest and transparent with me. And I like how you sandwich that. I like to call that a poo-poo sandwich. So poo-poo sandwich is when you give someone a compliment or you mention something you do like about them in the middle of the sandwich, which is the heartiness, the meat, the protein, you speak what your actual need is that you feel that they might not like. And then of course you close it with another piece of complimentary or beloved bread. So yes to the sandwich technique. I love a poo-poo sandwich. Thank you for it. Uh, so yeah, no, I do not trust people pleasers. Yes, I know why people pleasers please. Most people pleasers are parent pleasers. Most people pleasers learn to please by pleasing their parent or their parent figure or someone that they looked up to in their childhood. Most people who people please unfortunately went through parentification. Google what that is. That means that the roles were reversed for them at times or all the time where they had to do the work of the parent when they were the child. They had to please and soothe the parent emotionally. They became someone who understood that if mommy's unhappy, this is how to make her happy. I please her even when she's wrong. If daddy doesn't come around, when he comes around, I want to make sure I shuck and jive so that he stays around. Uh, anytime I spoke my needs, I either got punished or something was taken away from me, like love. I was punished with silence every time I did speak my needs, so I don't speak my needs now because I don't want to be punished. Some people even had it more severe when, when they spoke their needs, they weren't fed as children. They weren't bathed. They were not not given the bare necessities that parents are supposed to give children when they spoke up or in school or with their uh, siblings or with someone they were romantically involved with. Anytime they spoke up, they felt punished. So they learned that speaking was not something 
that yielded reward. It yielded punishment. So yes, I know why a lot of people pleasers please. That does not negate from the fact that I can't trust someone who does not tell the truth. People pleasers don't tell the truth. Yes, they shape shift. If you're a people pleaser, you have an automatic impulse to say yes, even when you know you should be saying no. You say, sure. You say, yes, absolutely. I'll do it when you don't have the capacity to do it. You say, yes, I'll loan you the money when you don't have it to give. And then when the time comes to do it, you'll do it, but you do it. And sometimes you regret it, or sometimes you do it begrudgingly and you'll beat yourself up and you'll wonder if you did it right. And there's this whole big mind fuck that comes with people pleasing that I think is unnecessary. And again, that does not take away me knowing why you do it. But if you knew that someone told you yes all the time when they meant no, could you trust them? Be honest with yourself as a people pleaser. Put yourself in the receiving shoes. I know it's overwhelming to say no, especially when you believe that you won't be liked or punished for saying no. I, I, I get that completely. It does not stop me from saying I don't trust you because I know you will tell me yes when it's supposed to be a no. So if I need people around me who are not yes men, it can't be people pleasers. If I need people around me who are going to tell me the truth and be honest with me, it can't be a people pleaser. Doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It means there's something that you need to work on and you need to understand that it's not an insult to be told that you're a shapeshifter because you are. You will literally shift your shape depending on who you're around. If this person wants you to do that and you know it's not good, you're gonna do it. Why? Because you're a people pleaser. If this person wants you to do this and you're gonna do it. Why? Because you're a people pleaser. I, I can't subscribe to that. You're wired to automatically agree. You're wired to automatically say yes and then beat up yourself for not saying yes and make yourself feel worse than what needs to be. And I hate that for you. I hate that for people pleasers. That's such an unfair trait to have that someone else gave to you. That is so unfair to you. And I hate that for you. But I'm here to tell you that you need to tell the truth. You have to tell the truth even when your voice shakes. You have to be authentic. And unfortunately, people pleasers are not authentic because they shift their shape depending on who they are with. Telling the truth comes with risk. No doubt, no debate. Even someone like me who speaks her need 98% of the time has been punished for telling the truth. But guess what? There comes risk with telling the truth, but there's also reward. There are times I thought I was punished for telling the truth, but I was actually being rewarded in disguise. I didn't know it. I didn't know that I didn't need that person in my life. I didn't know that I didn't need to be at that job. I didn't need that friend. I didn't know that I was being rewarded because I automatically thought, oh my God, this is a loss. I don't have what I had yesterday. Today, I don't have it because I told the truth. But then tomorrow I was like, wow, I'm glad I don't have that because it made room for something greater. Oh, wow. That person shouldn't be in my life. I shouldn't call them a friend or a beloved family member. I shouldn't want to be with someone who only wants me to kiss their ass and make them feel good and stroke their ego. Wow, I thought that was a friendship. It wasn't. To attract authenticity, you have to lose perpetrators. You have to lose people who want you to stroke their ego. Even when your voice shakes, even when you are quivering, you would rather be authentic and tell the truth than live in a lie. And if you are walking this earth continuously people-pleasing, you are walking this earth living a lie. And I want better for you. 
Again, that doesn't mean I don't like you. That doesn't mean you are a bad person. That doesn't mean that you are a horrible human being. That means that you are a human being that needs to get to the root of their people pleasing if you don't already know it. And now if you do know it, what you going to do about it? What are you going to do about people pleasing and lying every day when you really know what you want to say and do and completely say and do the opposite? What you going to do about it? That's why I call you shapeshifters. Ain't no shade. It's just all truth tea. Okay. So let's be solution driven before we close out this question. Okay. So for all my people pleasers, one of my favorite therapists is Dr. Nicole LaPera and she subscribes to the let me think on it method. This is what she tells people pleasers. She says by saying, let me think on it or let me think about it. You let the other person know that you'll consider it and get back to them. She says, there's never a need to get an automatic answer in any invitation or request. Did you hear that? There is never a need on a daily basis in our everyday regular regular lives to have a knee jerk reactive. Yes. Definite answer. You're allowed to say, let me think about it. Let me think on it and get back to you. That helps with people pleasing because you get to go back and stew on it, process and think about it. You get to not feel the pressure in person or on the call or wherever you are, however you're having this conversation to automatically co-sign and agree. Even if someone's not asking you for anything tangible, they are asking you to agree to a story or asking you to agree with their opinion, you're allowed to say, I don't know, let me think about that and get back to you. I don't have to give you my opinion right away. I don't owe you a yes or a no or an I don't know right away. I love the let me think on it or let me think about it method that Dr. Nicole LaPera often shares. If you don't follow her, go to her page. I believe it's like the holistic health coach. If you're watching, I'll put the name here at the bottom of the screen. And I, again, just encourage you to tell this truth as often as possible. It clears the space for authenticity. It clears the Michigas out in a way. It clears the people who want you to be who they want you to be to make them comfortable for people who want you to be your whole, authentic, full, beautiful, sold self. Okay, so let's do one more before we go into our Patreon-only bonus content, okay? Hey, Stephanie, the boundary setter, answer me this. How do you set a boundary when you want to vent or share something good with a loved one, but they always start making it about them? They be like, I understand, girl, I've been there in that position. And then they start sharing about their experience without even letting you finish. I feel like I'm being one-upped and unheard. Help me not go ghost on these mofos, LOL. Girl, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for asking me my opinion. Oh, I love this question. Why? Because I've done it and I recently watched it happen in real time to someone else. And what I realized is the person who was doing it didn't even realize they were doing it. And I'm sitting back watching this all play out and then watching the other person's face while they were waiting to finish their story. And I saw the annoyance. So I relate to what you're saying as someone who does it and is working at it and someone who's been on the receiving end and then someone who's been on the watching end. I've been on all sides of this spectrum. And let me tell you, people really do just wanna relate 
to someone else. People are excited that other people have shared in their experiences on this planet as a human being with them. I do know a lot of people who do not do it intentionally. And I will say when I have done it, it wasn't intentionally, but that doesn't take away the fact that you feel unheard and many people do, and you feel one upped, which many people do. There are some people on this planet who do interject with their stories because they are self-centered and narcissists and want to make everything about them. And there are other people, as I previously stated, that really just want to be relatable and related to and relate to you while you are speaking to them. How's and ever? Yes, it can be rude as hell. And I think you have to speak up. I mean, that's the theme of pretty much all the questions here on this Unpopular Opinions page. You have to speak up. If you want to finish your story, you might have to tell people that they need to stop speaking. And I know in a perfect world, we want people to say, hey, you know, it should be automatic. We shouldn't have to tell people what we need. But baby, I'm here to tell you that's just not reality. We have to speak our needs sometimes. We have to teach people how to treat us. And they might not even realize that they're treating you in a manner that makes you feel like you're unheard or one-upped. So have the conversation with them. How you set the boundary was your initial question. You said, how do I set a boundary when you want to vent or share something good with a loved one, but they always start making it about them. Before you share, you can mention like, hey, I want to tell you something, but I just want to ear. I just want you to listen. I don't want any interjection, okay? And also, it might take a while for people to get used to not interjecting when they always interject. There is a time in life when we have to give people that we love who are not intentionally trying to hurt us a chance to course correct. So I think that you should tell them before you start to speak. And if they go to interject in between the first couple of times, remember, be like, I, I, I'm not finished. Or, or, or no, 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 you can tell your story another time. I, I, I want to make this about me. That's not being rude. That's setting a healthy boundary. You can also have a conversation about it when you're not sharing any story. You can say, hey, I wanted to talk to you about something. You know, I noticed that when I go to share, this is what happens. I don't know if you see it, but I just wanted to bring it to your attention because I'm so excited to share my life with you. And I just want to make sure that I'm being heard. I want to make sure that I am given the space to express to someone that I care enough to share with and someone that I want their feedback and opinion, but I want it when I'm done. And I, and I want it when it's safe enough to give it. I want to be able to express feel freely without being interjected all the time. When you interject, it makes me feel, and you can fill in the blanks with one of the feeling words on the feeling wheel. How does that sound? Yeah, that's something a lot of us have to work on. We have to really listen and not hear. We have ears and we think we're actually listening, but we're not. We're just hearing, which is the function that our ears do for those of us who are not deaf. We hear the words, but we're not retaining because we're just waiting for our turn to speak. And that's not just only in arguments and disagreements and discord. Similar to this question, that could be in joyous moments and regular regular brunch moments and regular regular home moments all the time. People want to share with you. That's a privilege that I think we forget a lot. Like having people share their lives with us that we care about and love is a privilege. So we need to make sure we're doing our best to comprehend and listen and understand that communication is not just talking. Communication is listening. Communication is absorption. Communication is being able to mirror back what someone said because you were fully listening, not just hearing, waiting your turn to speak or interject.
So thank you for bringing this question up because it's something I do think the majority of the population, including myself, need to continue working on. Because if I love you, I wanna, I wanna listen to you. If I support you, I wanna know how I can support you with my digestion and absorption functions. Yeah? Ah, I love these questions. All right, should I do one more? Should I do one more before we get out of here? Because I have like 17. You guys be talking to me and I love it. And I, 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 I'm stuttering. I want to be better at getting back to a lot of you, but I don't have the time to get back to everybody individually. And even if I had the time, I don't know if I want to. So I like that I have platforms that I can like batch them and group them in. So that's going to be how I rock with some of you. And I love that you trust me and ask me questions. This is one reason why, unless you tell me that I can use your name and or handle, I do not. I keep everything anonymous. So if you want to be shouted out, feel free to let me know. I have no problem uh, mentioning who you are. That, that works for me if it works for you. But if you do not mention that, you will always have uh, safety in me and anonymity. I said that was the last one, but this one's really the last one. This is the last one. I'm feeling generous, guys. It's the end of the year. I'm in a good mood. I had a nice long walk in the park today. Though it's December, I think it's like 55 or so degrees. I got a little bit of sleep last night. I had some amazing coquito. It's coquito season, baby. I I had some coquito last night with Denny. I, I'm just feeling good today, so I'm feeling generous, okay? Just take my generosity for what it is. Let's get into one last question. I promise this is the last one, and then I'll let you go about your business and set your New Year's resolutions and do your vision boards and prepare your uh, holiday meals for Christmas and New Year's or whatever it is that you do, I will let you go. But for right now, you up in my face and I'm in yours, okay? Hello, virtual big sis in my head. Hey, girl, hey, yes, big sis, boundary setting sis reporting for duty. She says, I'm going through it. I realized I was out of line with my friend group, but I'm in my feelings and don't know how to circle back and say sorry. Can you give me some life architect words of encouragement? Hell no. Listen, you said big sis in your head, so I'm going big sis you. Hell no, I can't give you no life architect words of encouragement. Normalize apologizing when you're wrong for people you still want in your life. I mean, what else do you want me to say? You want to sit here and be defensive and be disrespectful? What it is is that you're really embarrassed about your actions. You said you realized that you were out of line with your friends group. So go back and tell them you realized you were out of line and you're sorry. Do you still want them to be your friends? Hello? Is this thing on? Do you still want them to be your friends? Like if you still want people in your life, you need to act like it. If you still want them to be your friends, if you still want to hang out, if you still want vacations, if you still want to be in the group chat, if you still want to go to brunch, if you still want them to support you and you want to support them, be a grown up and show up. You thought I was going to come up in here and coddle you, girl? No. Not only is this the Unpopular Opinions episode, this is me, S. all day, every day. I'm going to tell you to grow up, show up, show up like a grown up. You don't sit there and violate people and say you in your feelings and you don't know how to circle back and say sorry. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You know how to circle back and say sorry. You just don't want to. You know what you want to do. You just don't want to do it. You know what you need to say sorry. Not my bad. Not I apologize. I am sorry. You told me that you violated them and was out of line. Okay, so get back in line. You literally said, I realized I was out of line with my friends, but I'm in my feelings and don't know how to circle back. Um, get out your feelings. And if you don't get out of them, take them with you and go circle back. 
and make sure that the apology is as loud as the violation. Hello, I'm again, is this thing on? If you said you was out of line, make sure the apology was just as loud as the out of line-ness. You want people in your lives, but you want to treat them like you don't. I, I don't understand that narrative. I don't understand why we do that in life. I want this person in my life, but I'm not treating them like I want them in my life. I want this person to be my friend, but I'm treating them like they optional. I want them to be my friend, but I'm treating them like an associate. I want them to be my friend, but I'm treating them like they don't matter. I want my loved ones to know I love them, but I ain't loving on them. Like, what are we doing with the lip service? Stop speaking about it and be about it. No, you're not going to sit there and get some life architect words of encouragement. You're going to get the real tea from big sis. Do better. Be better. I, 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 don't, I don't understand. Like, am I missing something? Am I missing something? Am I missing something that doesn't allow me to comprehend the whole, I'd rather stand 10 toes down in my Michigas than value people? Let me tell you something. Great friends are not easy to come by, especially in today's digital, see me, meism, self-absorbed, performative, I pretend I got and I ain't got nothing world. Everybody got something to say, but ain't saying nothing. People will talk that talk, be full of lip service about how they support and what they do and actually don't show up. Don't be one of those people. Not, not here, not one of my beautiful souls. No, ma'am. No, ma'am, Pam. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. My unpopular opinion is that you are out of order, out of line and need to get it together. My unpopular opinion is that I'm not here to coddle nobody's feelings about, hey, encourage me. No, get your stuff together. Be a big girl. Put your big girl drawers on. It's funny how our big girl and big boy drawers fit when we want to be in the wrong, but we all of a sudden don't know how to wear them and they don't fit at all when it's time to be in the right. I didn't sign up for that. No, not on this microphone. Not my time. No, not, mm -mm. no, no, no. Normalize apologizing when you're wrong and be clear with your apology. Be clear with your apology. And be clear that just because you apologize, don't entitle them to reconcile with you. If you in your feelings, how long you been in your feelings? How long you let this go? You know, I don't subscribe to time heals all wounds. I think I did a post about that recently. Go to my reels. Go in there. Time doesn't heal all wounds. No. For a lot of people, time actually infects the wounds. Yeah. The longer you stay away, the harder it is to come back. Because now you thinking probably all kind of things like, oh, probably they in a group chat talking about me and they probably over it. And you get deeper in embarrassment and shame. How many times do I have to tell you shame makes you small? Shame makes you shrink and run and hide and tells you all kind of things that they ain't even saying, that ain't even there. All because you're embarrassed to go back and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. We got to stop living in defense and tagging some offense every once in a while. Like, how are you defensive when you're the one that's wrong? I don't get us. Like, what is wrong with humans? Yes, I'm chastising you. I'm calling you up and out like big sisters do. No, you are out of order, out of line. Be better, do better. The end. Thank you for your question. And thank you for listening to my Unpopular Opinions episode. I'm just grateful that you're here and you're listening. I'm grateful that I resurrected this podcast in 2023. I don't know where it will go. I gave myself a year, as I told you on the resurrected first draft episode, that I gave myself a mid-year year. So I started again, I think, in August. And I will see where it takes me by next August. And if it leads nowhere other than in your headphones, I'm grateful. Oh, hell no.
And you know what that sound means. That sound means that we are going into the bonus Patreon only version of the I Said No podcast. We're going to keep going with unpopular opinions. I'm going to talk about what people ask me about parenting. Oh Lord, y'all going to want to hear what I have to say about parenting because a lot of y'all should not be parents. A lot of y'all want babies. Y'all don't want children. Mm -mm. A lot of y'all don't want teenagers and growing adults. You want babies and aesthetics for your Instagram page. You might as well get a puppy. You damn sure don't want a baby. And I don't believe that you should be able to continuously have babies you cannot afford. I think there should be some kind of penalty for that. Yeah, I do. I do. You can't afford dental, but you have children. Do you know how much a crown costs? Do you know how much an onlay costs? Do you know how much... Ugh, don't get me started. You don't even want to do your homework with the kids. I was in a Twitter thread the other day and the girl was like, well, where I'm supposed to find time to do homework? By the time I pick up the kids, cook dinner and get home from work, it's like seven o'clock and I don't have time. Girl, you had them kids. You got to find time. Don't get me. You know what? I'm going to get started at this bonus point. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you a happy holiday if you celebrate these holidays. I wish you a happy new year if you honor new year. I wish you love, peace, and joy if you're ready to receive love, peace, and joy. I wish you offense and less defense. I wish you all of the beautiful things that you deserve, not for other people to give to you, such as peace, but for you to make a better life choice and give to yourself. Hopefully I will be here so that you can hear me in 2024. Beautiful souls. S. Dot, the life architect, the originator, none greater, is out.